She Shines podcast with your host, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. If you're relying solely on Instagram to connect with your audience or potential clients, girlfriend, like a good cocktail, sometimes you got to shake things up. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. And in this She Shines Masterclass, Diversifying Platforms, Shake Up Your Marketing and Master Other Outlets, our goal was to help open up your eyes to new platforms and methods to help mix things up. So we talk about ways to increase your brand awareness and exposure, increase engagement to create a bigger reach and impact, and connect with your community in the way that best suits their needs. So whether your primary content is visual, audio, or written, we will walk you through the best content for nine different platforms, such as blogs, podcasts, LinkedIn, Pinterest, email marketing, and so much more. Yes, and side note, we love hosting these free masterclasses and sharing everything that we've learned along the way. So be sure you check out the show notes of this episode to hop on our mailing list so you don't miss out on the next one. Trust us, those who show up live get the most out of it. Like this past webinar, attendees had the opportunity to receive feedback on how to repurpose their very own social media and website content. So don't miss out don't have any FOMO girl. So (laughs) while you're listening, you are going to want to grab a pen and paper or pull up the notes app on your iPhone. If you are ready, let's get down to business. If you've ever wished someone could bundle up personal development in a box and ship it right to your doorstep, Lo and her Passion and Growth subscription box are on a mission to do just that. Through her journey of struggling with anxiety and self-doubt, Lo, the creator of Passion and Growth, started a deep dive into her own personal development, asking herself the hard questions, reading, journaling, connecting with like-minded women, and you know, once she did that, she began to learn what actual self-love and self-care looks like, and hint, hint, it's more than a bubble bath. (laughs) And now, through the Passion and Growth Box, Lo is taking what she learned on her journey and is passing it on to other women. Passion and Growth is driven by the opportunity to ensure women feel encouraged, supported, and have a safe place where they can be unapologetically ambitious. Head over to passionandgrowth.com with code SHEXSHINES15 for 15% off your first box or visit the link in our show notes now to shop. So we're going to cover nine platforms. No, no, no. Don't get overwhelmed. It's all right. We're going to take this slow and steady. And we're also joined by two guest lectures, which we will introduce in a moment from the She Shines Academy. Um, but I will go ahead and get this party started and share my screen. And we will introduce ourselves as well. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Small things. All right. So welcome to Diversifying Platforms. We're going to learn how to shake up your marketing and master other outlets. So here we go. So first up, we have Alexandria Winter Russell. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Um, My name is Alex, and I'm so happy to see so many familiar faces and so many new ones. Um, Along with being co-founder of She Shines, I'm a full-time speech-language pathologist working with adults in the geriatric community, and I love old people. And my favorite social media platforms are Instagram, um, LinkedIn, and Twitter, which we just started using this year, and I'm obsessed. So super excited to talk to you guys about that. Yes, and we can't wait to dive in more. My name is Anna Laura. I am also She Shines co-founder along with Alex, as well as a brand photographer for women-owned businesses based out of around Austin, Texas. And my favorite platforms are Instagram, Pinterest, and podcasts. So we are excited to dive into these and more. So here we go. All right. Oh, 
Well, I guess we should also say we are She Shines and together <laughs> we are a platform for multi-passionate women to learn from, connect with, and support one another professionally and personally through digital library of masterclasses over in the She Shines Academy, as well as live events when we can resume them yeah. and our podcast. And as always, we love to do all of this with a glass of champagne in hand. So cheers, yeah. girlfriend. All right. So tonight we're going to be covering, turn this over to you, Alex. Oh, yes. Sorry. So <laughs> tonight we're going to be covering when and why you should diversify your marketing, which platforms are best for your brand um, because they may change and the appropriate content for each channel. Um, things that work on LinkedIn might not work on Instagram versus YouTube versus Pinterest, right? Um, and then the apps that we like to use for organizing and scheduling that content, as well as some um, other apps that we don't use, but we still wanted to give you guys a good toolbox of resources that you could use on your own. Yeah. So we started out, our first platform was Instagram. And over the last year and a half plus, we have expanded to include blogs, Instagram, Facebook, email marketing, mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, YouTube, podcasting. So all the platforms that we're talking about tonight, we have very hands-on experience in learning how to grow. So we're not covering anything that we don't already know how to work. Um, so we can't sh wait to share our methods with you and, you know, help you effectively diversify your marketing efforts. And it's a lot more simple than you would think. So <laughs> just prefacing all of this with that. And we're also joined by two very special guests. First up, we have Sasha. Sasha, she's the founder of Fierce Boss Marketing Co. And she is the She Shines Academy guest lecturer on how to turn your email list into paying clients. I know that's something mm -hmm. we're all wanting to learn more about. And we also have Allison, Allison Hodges. She is joining us from Florida. She's waving at us down there, if y'all can see her. Um, she is a freelance content creator and life and style blogger over in the Savvy Camel. She is the She Shines Academy guest lecturer on Pinterest as a traffic driver for your brand. So all about Pinterest and how to use that to up level and also simplify <laughs> your, your marketing. So we can't wait to learn more from these two very talented ladies. Yes. And later, if you guys stick around till the end, one attendee will have the chance to receive feedback on how they can repurpose their content across all these social media platforms. So if you were on last month's, or not last month, oh my goodness, a few months ago, our webinar in April, um, we had so much fun with Liz, who is on now, and, and we're giving you guys kind of a sneak peek of a live strategy session in the Academy and taking a, a deep look into your content um, and how you can repurpose that. So first up, why should you diversify your marketing? Yeah. So picture this, <laughs> you wake up one morning and you go to check your notifications and you see this article. Boom. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, all down at the exact same time. And I, I know you guys have like remembered this when like Instagram, like is just not working. Facebook is not working. So this happened last year and there have been a handful of days right over over history when facebook goes down for maintenance and you think this wouldn't be such a big deal but how do you talk to your followers <laughs> right so because facebook also owns instagram and whatsapp basically the whole world felt like they couldn't communicate mm -hmm. <laughs> so what if what if facebook were to shut down completely. What would happen to your brand, to your business? How would you connect with your audience and how would you show up and serve them in some other way? So here are a few reasons why we're so excited to dive into this con this, uh, this topic um, and why we're such huge proponents of diversifying your marketing outlet. Yeah. So we're going to go over three reasons to diversify, right? The first reason is you stay connected. So like if you were going to diversify your income streams because you want to lessen the risk of financial loss, right? The same thing by diversifying your marketing channels is similar. You want to lessen the chance of losing your followers or not being able to communicate with them, right? So if one platform shuts down, you have no way of communicating or connecting with your audience. So you 
will lose access to customers, your potential community, current members. So getting diversified in those platforms, excuse me, means not having to be dependent just on one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the second reason is you have a bigger reach, right? Newsflash, not everyone in your audience is going to hang out on the same platform, just like everyone in your community probably doesn't all go to the same restaurant or all go to the same bar, or all go to the same gym, right? It's all different. So I don't know if you guys, maybe you can just raise your hand, like how many of you right now are using Pinterest? Yeah, not everyone, right? And how many of you are using Facebook? Not everyone, right? So you see the importance in in expanding your reach to different people by switching up the platforms that you're using. And then the third reason is that you get more data to drive results. So knowing your insights means getting to know your community better, their likes, their dislikes, their habits, their interests. Having this sort of data from a variety of channels will help you create way more effective and relevant content your audience actually wants to see and not just content you are choosing to put out, right? So you can compare this data across multiple platforms and really get a chance to see what's working well for your brand and begin to optimize the content and strategy from there. All right. So now this is where we say, don't worry so much. We're (laughs) going to use the KISS method. All right. So we all start somewhere and please hear us when we say that it's better to start small and grow from there. That's why we want to start off by saying if you're not consistently on like using one platform, just pick, you know, use the KISS method and just pick one. The KISS method is keep it simple, sweetheart. So just pick one, become an expert at that, show up on that consistently, and then you can learn how to repurpose your content across various other social media platforms or marketing platforms that we'll get into tonight. So make sure that you're consistently and effectively utilizing one platform before adding on additional ones. Yeah, that's right. I think when we like had our first She Shines meeting and we're like, okay, like where do we want this to go? And, and how do we want to start? So, okay, first we need an Instagram account. And I was like, okay, oh my goodness, how cool would it be to have a podcast and a YouTube channel and a Pinterest and all this stuff. But like Anna Laura said, it's important to really get comfortable and focus on using one platform and knowing how to use it before expanding. So we only started with Instagram and a website, and then we grew to Facebook and over the 18 18 months that we have been in business, the nine platforms that we're, we're using now. So if you're not just to hit this baby home, if you are not consistently using one platform, you're not consistently showing up on one platform, save this for later and then come back to it. Yes, absolutely. So now let's get into how to determine which platforms you want to use for your brand, which platform is best going to serve your community. So whether you're in the service or product industry, maybe you're a blogger, we'd most likely recommend beginning with either Instagram, Facebook, or a website. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what will make the determination is really your business model and especially where your audience is hanging out. So you can likely determine where your audience spends most of their times by figuring out what age range you serve. We've included here. So I'm going to, I'm going to pop up these, these couple of charts in a second, but they're from Sprout Social and it's a breakdown of age demographics and social media and the social media platforms that these age demographics most use. All right. So here we go. Let me show here's Facebook. All right. So you have the gender as well as the age. So you can see like more females than males, but also there's a good, good portion of pretty much all age ranges using Facebook. So you can see by this chart that, um, let's take the 50 to 64 year old population. All right, here's Facebook. All right, here is Instagram. Now, do you see a a drastic drop in that 50 to 64 year old population? So if you're serving the 50 to 64 year olds, Facebook should probably be one of your primary platforms over Instagram because 68% of that 50 to 64 year old population are on Facebook versus only a mere 23% on Instagram. So, and I do want to note here that Facebook 
still has most, like the most accounts, more people are on Facebook in general. So that's why the percentages are going to be larger across each population. And that's also why I would like to point out other considerations than age, such as the type of content you use to, or that you plan to distribute. Yeah. So for example, if you have a ton of written content, con continent, my goodness, if you have a ton of written content and you serve the 25 to 40 year old demographic, you might want to consider starting with a website, right? To share your blog articles and then diversify to Instagram or Facebook to drive traffic back to the website. Or if you are a photographer, like the wonderful Anna Laura here, who serves the 25 to 30 year old population, and you're sharing a ton of visual content, you want to consider starting with Instagram, right? As it's much more visually content friendly than other platforms. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So when, when you're starting out, we really recommend focusing on your strengths as well. So which platforms do you have knowledge in already? Uh, what social media skills do you already have? So before you add on a bunch of additional platforms and overwhelm yourself, make sure, like we will keep saying, make sure you are consistent. You have a posting plan. You know what type of content best performs across each platform um, that you intend to utilize. And uh, yeah, so speaking of the content that you intend to utilize, let's get into that. Okay. So we're going to talk about planning the appropriate content for each platform. So this is where we get into those nine platforms that we mentioned. So we're going to be covering, oh no, there it is. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be covering uh, website. So that's this little link here, website, email marketing, and Sasha is going to be hitting that. Pinterest, that is courtesy of Allison, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and podcasting. Mm -hmm. So let's first determine how we're going to learn where your audience lives. Yes. So how do we know where, where your community is hanging out? And this is one of our favorite things to do. And mm -hmm. if you follow us, you know we do this all the time. You can pull your audience on stories. You can do it in a caption. You can engage in comments. You can send DMs. And you can even do it, obviously, in person. Well, when we all can be <laughs> together. So here are so. I'm going to give you guys some examples um, on how you can find out where your audience hangs out and how they enjoy consuming content. So you can ask, do you prefer long blog posts or longer IG captions? And that way you can find out if your followers prefer to read more on your Instagram or if they're people who like to head to a blog or your website. Another comment, you can say, tag your favorite podcast below, right? And then get an idea of what your community is already listening to. And that'll give you an idea of what type of content you can put out on your own podcast. Next, you can ask, how do you prefer to learn about new brand colors for your site, video or written guide? And that's going to let you know what kind of content to create for your community, right? You don't want to spend a ton of time creating and recording all these videos when your audience just wants to read it, right? You want to save yourself the time and energy. Then you can ask, hey, are you brand new to the world of entrepreneurship? Are you looking for support? Let us know how you like to connect in person or online. So all of these you can do on stories, like I said, comments, DMs, in person, and obviously Instagram stories has amazing features, the polls and the, the question stickers that you guys can use. Yes. So something you want to keep in mind before we dive into each of these platforms is, is a quote. Um, if you want to build a community of followers, you have to care about adding value to the community before you can expect them to care about you. So that's add value first before you can expect them to care about you, right? So that is what we are most focused on when it comes to creating content and planning the appropriate content for each platform. So now that you have asked your audience, you've pulled the audience, you figured out how they like to consume their content, we wanna make sure that you post the right content on each platforms. Some questions we had whenever we were starting out, and I'm sure many of you can relate, is like, does a video that I've created work the same on LinkedIn as it does on YouTube? Um, does this caption work on Instagram like it does on Facebook? Like there are so many little, you know, minute details. It can be really confusing when you're starting out, but that's why we're here. 
<laughs> so we are going to dive into those nine platforms, uh, talk about the best practices and the types of content that work well for each platform. And at the end, we're going to be giving like a real life example of a, how we used a simple post that was how to network online across these nine different platforms. So you can really see and kind of get the wheels turning for yourself. Mm -hmm. So first up, we are chatting about websites. Yeah. So how many of you guys here have a website for your business or brand? Okay. So not everyone. Um, so the goal of a website obviously is to educate, right? Educate your community about your brand, your business, and your website is really going to be the main hub for yourself. It's going to let others know who you are, what to expect. You can share events, products, podcasts, reviews, and most importantly, you want to let people know Sorry, I muted myself. You want to let people know <laughs> how to contact you and how to work with you, right? If they want to collaborate with you, if they want to send you an email, you want to make sure those things are very easily seen and recognized on your website. So next up, how to use it. Um, so like I said before, we're going to let the main point of the website is to let people know, obviously, about you, your business, and your brand. Um, and a website is recommended for all businesses all types of brands and most of all when you're using it post consistently and you want to share other social links on your site as well so if you are using instagram facebook linkedin youtube you definitely want to have those on your website so people know where else that they can that they can follow you and age demographics this is just going to be your target market right whoever's following you is gonna is gonna head to your website and then the best performing content. This is gonna depend really on the business or brand that you're running. Um, but a website is great for showcasing your photos, videos, blog style posts. Um, you can include photos of your products, events, headshots. You know, if you're a photographer, you wanna showcase your portfolio. I cannot speak to that. Um, DIY and recipe guides. You can sell tickets and share information on events, blogs, and like I said before, you can also link all your other social media platforms on the website. All right, and next up, we're gonna chat about email marketing and we're gonna have, turn it over to Sasha and she's gonna chat about best practices and how to use it. Hey, Sasha. Guys. Hey. You can hear me? Mm -hmm. You're good. Okay, awesome. Um, what's up everybody? Super excited to be here. Um, so I was lucky enough to be able to do a course with the She Shine Academy all about how to turn your email list into paying clients and pretty sure it's straight fire. So hopefully you guys get a chance to check that out if you're part of the Academy or thinking about the Academy. Um, but I want to touch on a couple of key points when it comes to your email marketing. So the first thing to think about, and Alex and Anna Laura kind of touched about, touched on this earlier when they showed you guys the example of like Facebook and WhatsApp and all of those things just going away. So the thing is that can also happen with Pinterest, with YouTube, even potentially with where you're hosting your podcast. But the thing that they can't take from you is your email list. Your email list is the only thing you own. So even though all of these platforms are absolutely incredible, I really believe that your email list is one of the greatest opportunities you have to create some of the deepest connections with either your current clients or potential clients. Now, because you own this email list, you want to treat it really, really well. And what I always recommend to anyone that I'm working with doing strategy calls with or clients is if you're thinking about how do I even get an email list going? Like, how do I get people's emails? The number one thing you want to do is give them value. Alex and Anna Laura and I, we use this, this V word all the time. It's all about offering value. You know, gone are the days where you can just say, Hey, drop your email here and I'll send you weekly updates or, you know, tips. Like no one cares about weekly updates and tips. People want to get something of value. So in order to get that email, you want to think about, you know, again, what is my target market looking for? For example, are they looking for a discount on one of my services? Are they looking for um, a coupon code for something that I sell? Are they looking for a guide to help them answer a problem that they're dealing with? So if you can think about, you know, what's a problem that might 
like niche has that I can solve for them via, I like to call it a freebie, again, a coupon code or a guide or, you know, a quiz, something that they get to kind of experience and then that way feel almost better about giving them your email. That's really step one to growing your email list. Now, once you have that person's email, how do you keep that connection going? And what I always recommend is to kind of think of it like this. You wanna give, give, give again, and then invite them to take you up on some sort of offer. Maybe you're running a sale. Maybe you have a free webinar you want them to attend. Maybe you have, you know, an event or something you want to extend that ticket sale to them. But you want to make sure that you're using your email list to really continue to add value. In other words, you don't want every single email to be a sales pitch for, hey, buy this thing. Hey, there's this event. Hey, give me your money. Again, you want to use it to create that connection and you can add value to them by sharing valuable blogs by sharing resources. You, if you girls, women all know, um, the She Shines group does this incredibly. They're always offering resources to their community, which creates that deep connection. Then when there is an opportunity to do some sort of a webinar or something like this, it's such an easy yes for all of us because they've already given us so much value. So they're a really great example to um, think about, you know, how do you do email marketing well? And then the last thing I'll just touch on really quick, how do you really get um, great performing emails? One of the first hurdles that you wanna jump over is your subject line. And in the course that I teach for the SheShine Academy, we talk about subject lines and I really break it down for you guys in terms of what do you need to do to really kind of hook someone to say, huh, tell me more about that. Or all of a sudden this looks really good to click on versus this is something that I'm going to kind of throw away in my inbox. Um, so that email subject line is really the first step to getting someone's attention and getting them to actually click and open that email, receive whatever gift it is that you're giving to them, and then hopefully make that connection so that they either continue their partnership or you know their client relationship with you or actually convert to a paying client, which is the goal for, for all of us. So hopefully that makes sense on how to do email marketing well. Thank you so much, Sasha. I hope y'all all got as much value, our favorite word, um, out of that as I know I did. And taking your course, Sasha, I know I learned so much on how to just up-level what we've been doing in she, over in She Shines. Um, so up next, we have Allison, who is going to be talking all about Pinterest. And Liz, listen up, girlfriend. I know you were excited <laughs> to, to learn about Pinterest at the beginning of this. So um, we've thrown up a few fun facts on Pinterest, but really we're going to turn this over now to our um, in-house expert, our resident expert, Allison. So welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Um, if you don't know me, I love Pinterest. I'm a huge Pinterest lover. I talk about it all the time. I think a big reason for that is because I think it's a really overlooked platform for for bloggers, influencers, business owners, because it drives so much traffic to a website. So it's really great for anyone that owns a website that they're wanting to get more eyes on. Um, and that's just because for me, traffic, the traffic that I received as a result of my Pinterest strategy was really what kind of helped me be able to take my, my little bitty side hustle and my hobby and really turn it into an actual money-making gig. I mean, like I have fewer than 12,000 followers on Instagram and I'm still able to succeed in the digital space and the social media world because of the traffic that I get as a result of Pinterest. So I really feel like I owe a lot of my success to being able to drive traffic to my website from that. So I'm a huge advocate for taking time and energy to really put a good Pinterest strategy in place um, because the results are just tenfold. So let me see if I can figure out how to share my screen and we'll dive in. So if you're not familiar with how Pinterest actually operates, it is so much more than just a social media platform. Um, Pinterest is actually more of a social media crossed with a search engine. Um, and that's what I love so much about Pinterest because you being the person that's sharing content on Pinterest, the search engine capabilities are really what give you so much power because it gives you power to actually have an impact on the success of the content you're sharing uh, versus it just being left up to an algorithm. Um, so it's really crucial to make sure that you're utilizing these search engine capabilities because that's how you're able to actually cater to Pinterest users. 
So Pinterest users don't just get on and scroll. They're actually getting on and searching for something specific. And there definitely is scrolling that does just happen. But even still, Pinterest is going to be serving them uh, content that's similar to things that they've pinned or searched for in the past. So even in that situation, the search engine feature is still a, an absolutely pivotal part of that. Yeah, so learning to make sure that the search engine is working in your favor is absolutely vital. Um, and if you're not familiar with the process, it's called SEO or search engine optimization. And SEO is the key to being able to um, see actual tangible results like website clicks. Um, and I dive into a lot of the specifics of sort of how to optimize your pins and create click-worthy content in the academy. But the short of it is essentially, you just wanna make sure that you're sharing content in a way that is searchable. So for me, when I'm creating a pin for a blog post, for example, I literally will just think to myself, what, uh, what, what would I type into the search bar if I was looking for this information right now? And then I will build my pin description around that. So it's honestly a lot like if you have a website, it's a lot like writing a blog post or a website page where you're really wanting to make sure that you're plugging in those keywords for searchability. And the reason that this is powerful is actually why it's so important, because if someone on Pinterest stumbles across your content while they're searching for the specific information that you've provided, they're going to be so much more likely to actually take the time to click over to your website versus on an app like Instagram, where they may see your post and they may like it and it may resonate with them. But if that information isn't 100% relevant to them in that exact moment, they're not going to be as likely to actually take the time to go click on the link in your bio and head over to your website. So for me, website traffic was definitely the, I guess, the biggest hang up for me in the beginning, but it's also been um, my biggest game changer. And I, again, in the academy, I talk a lot about why Pinterest has been a game changer and improved other areas of my uh, my digital footprint, so to speak. But what I can say tonight is that I definitely wish I would have developed a Pinterest strategy so much sooner because it has just gotten so many more eyes on all of my content. Um, so I know I've talked a lot about Pinterest being a search engine, and that's definitely a really key point in being able to get the most out of it. But it is still very much a social media platform. And like any social media platform, you have to be able to have your own original content to share because being able to have content that links back to your personal website is the only way to actually ensure that traffic. So I hope that that helps you guys sort of understand a little bit more about how Pinterest actually operates as a whole system. And for anyone who's really interested in trying to drive traffic to their website, maybe that gives you a bit of a jumping off point to sort of start being able to do that. Awesome. Yes, Allison, thank <laughs> you so much. And uh, we forgot to mention at the beginning that Allison actually has over a million views each month on Pinterest. I think so she definitely didn't go up, Allison, to like 3 million. Yeah, I'm at like 3.5 right now. <laughs> oh, excuse me. 3.5 million. <laughs> I had to change all of our upcoming posts about her because they all said a million. I was like, oh, no, we're wrong. Girlfriend has. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so girlfriend definitely knows what she's talking about. So if you are already in the She Shines Academy, her course is live as well as Sasha's course. And these are two we highly recommend going through uh, to just take your marketing to the next level. But without further ado, we want to respect everyone's time. So we're going to go through the rest of these, uh, these platforms. And we're going to, there we go. All right, we're going to kick off the next one, which is Instagram. So this is one of our favorite ones. It's no secret here. Um, the goal of Instagram is really to share who you are and what your brand or business is about, as well as to drive traffic to another platform. So like Allison was saying, this really is a great search engine, a great Pinterest is a great way to drive traffic to your website. Instagram can be used for the same thing or to your podcast or to an event, or maybe you want to drive traffic to a webinar that you're hosting. Um, but primarily the, the function of Instagram is to connect with your community and to be social because this is social media and really engage with them and build that relationship. And then how do you use it? Well, we really recommend, again, consistency is key on any platform and Instagram is no exception. 
Um, sharing high quality visuals is also a game changer because like Alex mentioned earlier, Instagram is a highly visual platform. So we don't want to clutter anyone's feed with uninteresting or, or boring photos. And I know I'm saying this as a photographer, mm -hmm. uh, but it really does make a huge difference when you're able to capture someone's attention with a high quality visual um, or easy to read graphics. Um, but you really use it to, like I said, build that relationship and engage with your community through stories, through comments, in, in the DMs. There's just so much uh, value that you can add to someone's someone's life, get to know them more on a deeper level and figure out how you can show up for them even better. And then the age demographics, we kind of showed you this earlier. It, it varies, but really less than 34 is where the, the high population is right now on Instagram. And then uh, best performing content. So video, video has you know, increased so much in popularity over the last several years with the introduction of Instagram stories, IGTV, and even just video in your feed. Used to, I think they only allowed like a 10 second clip and now it's up to a minute in your feed. So being able to create video content is gonna, you know, help, uh, help your followers get to know you even better as more than just a brand more than just a, a business, but really as the human behind it and connect with you even more. Um, so reshares from Instagram don't do that well. We do want to note this. Um, so if you're talk, we're talking about resharing from Instagram directly onto Facebook. Um, we know that that's an option, but it's not one that we really recommend. Um, so try to copy and paste your, and we'll get into this with the Facebook, um, copy and paste and tweak your caption, but I'll, I'll let Alex talk about that a little more later. Um, but really, like I said, video is going to be great, high quality photos and being able to utilize IG live, IGTV and Instagram stories is, is where it's at. All right. So now up next we have Alex and she's going to chat about Facebook. Yeah. So like all of these platforms are all social media, right? So the goal is, is going to be to engage with your community. Um, also with Facebook, you want to build community like groups is an amazing way to get to know more people within your area and who share the same interest as you. I don't know if you guys saw the Super Bowl commercial for uh, Facebook groups, but I, I thought it was amazing. Um, and then, sorry, now I lost my train of thought because I went off topic. Um, so to build community, connect with others, right? Share updates and news, and then to also express your opinions. And, and those are all the goals of Facebook. And we'll talk about how to use, and you will really notice some similar themes across all of these, right? Posting consistently. Facebook loves it when you go live as well. Um, we highly recommend creating a business page for Facebook. You can also link this to your Instagram, which will give you the option, right, to give yourself kind of a title, public figure, blogger, doctor, lawyer, whatever you got going on, you can have that underneath your name, but it does need to be connected um, to a business page. Um, also, when you're using Facebook, you want to engage in groups. It's a great way to build community. Um, I started a Facebook group maybe four or five years ago called uh, Speech Pathologists in Home Health because there was not one out there. And there's now almost 5,000 women in there and very few men because that's just the field. <laughs> but um, it's been a great way to connect with other speech pathologists in the same field as me. Um, so if you are missing the community that maybe you don't see, you can even think of starting your own Facebook group. Um, and another way to use Facebook groups is to provide your community with an exclusive way to connect and get to know each other. So for the She Shines Academy, um, we are in the process of creating a Facebook group for our community. Um, right now we have a private Instagram account, but you want to think of other ways that maybe you can use Facebook to serve your already existing community in addition to building your community. Um, and then also you can use Facebook ads. So we'll go into age demographics just a little bit. I know we went over that before um, 18 to 65 is the most popular um, age group of people that are using Facebook right now. 
and then the best performing content. Um, you definitely want to share a variety of content on Facebook, including written posts, videos, and like we said, Facebook loves when you go live. Um, the algorithm doesn't really love, um, like Anna Laura was saying, when you post to Instagram and it gives you that option to reshare to Facebook. I know it's so easy to do, but <laughs> Facebook doesn't love it. So we would recommend just copying that post and then pasting it into Facebook. Um, and one thing with Facebook, if you are going to share a graphic that has like a quotable or, or something relevant to your business or brand, you want to make sure your logo is on it. That way, if someone reshares it, it's easily identifiable as the Savvy Camel or as Fierce Bosco or as She Shines or as Liz Wears What. Whatever it is, you want people to know where to go when they see that visual um, reshared. Yes, that is such a great tip. Thank you for adding that. Up next, we're going to talk about Twitter. And to be totally honest, this is definitely more Alex's domain mm -hmm. than mine, but I'm going to tackle it and see, see how I do. Okay, Alex? Yeah. All right. So the goal with Twitter is really just to listen to to your audience. And uh, we we love using uh, using Twitter. It's funny because we've you, do y'all remember the Dolly Parton challenge where it had the quadrant and you got to see the personalities? We really have that with She Shines too. So if you go to our Twitter, she is our favorite. <laughs> she is our favorite little avatar because she's so sassy. Um, but really the goal with, with Twitter is to listen to them and also spark conversation. So our little avatar over in Twitter does a great job of sparking conversations and joining other joining other discussions and seeing what's happening right now, what's what's trending, um, as well as growing your brand awareness and providing. Um, we've we've seen companies use it for uh, connecting with their customers and being able to provide really super timely customer service mm -hmm. and, um, even connecting with potential customers or brand advocates and influences and influencers, excuse mm -hmm. me, you can do this all from Twitter. So best practices, um, share quotes, list, uh, you know, list-based information. So bulleted lists perform well, um, ask questions. And like we were talking about earlier, it's a great way to run polls. You can link directly in your, in your tweet to a site for a longer message to share. Um, whereas Instagram won't let you have a link directly in the caption. You have to direct someone to go to another link. Whereas on Twitter, you can just put the hyperlink in your caption directly. So best performing, um, or excuse me, age demographics, 18 to 29 tends to be the most popular right now. Um, 30 to 49 also is a great age group um, to use it. But really, like we talked about earlier, all age groups are represented more or less on all social media platforms. These are just the, the most popular ones. And then best performing content. So text, obviously, so tiny tweets, uh, videos, GIFs, uh, or GIFs, Still, jury's out still on how to say that. I'm not totally convinced either way. Jiffy giffies to boost engagement and showcase your voice and your brand. Um, yeah, Alex in the comments, the just where is at. I mean, our, you will see our little avatar. We call her Autumn Lucy. She is just the jiffy giffy queen. <laughs> And she's so sassy. We love her. Um, and, uh, including hashtags. So Twitter is a great, another great place to discover um, and connect with your potential audience through hashtags like Instagram. Um, although Twitter recommends no more than two per tweet, whereas on Instagram, you can use up to 30 per caption. Um, like we said, shorter shorter, snippier captions perform better and really just getting that engagement going and connecting with your community. All right. So up next, Alex is going to chat about LinkedIn. Yes. Um, and Liz, uh, just responding to your comment in there about tweeting, taking your content and translating it. We actually will go over that 
um, a little bit more about about how you can do that when we when we show you the the examples. But I just I just love Twitter so much. If I've had a glass of wine, I'm I'm out there tweeting <laughs> and looking what's what's going on. Um, so LinkedIn is another platform um, that we've grown to use over our 18 months, but recently started using it um, this year. And I I really love Twitter. I, LinkedIn, excuse me, the goal of LinkedIn is a social network, right? And it was actually designed for career and business professionals to connect. Um, it allows you to build relationships with potential customers, clients, and even possible business partners, right? And we would recommend starting by connecting with the people you already know and who know you. And then through them, that's how you build a larger network for the purpose of gaining resources. Maybe you're, you can find freelance work um, and also building alliances and, and business partnerships. And we'll go over best practices. So like we said, it is geared towards um, professionals, right? So you wanna post written captions and videos does really, well on LinkedIn. Um, and we would recommend using the suggested hashtags that are trending and relevant within your own business. Um, so LinkedIn has over 65 million users. Like that is insane. Um, when you're sharing the video, a native video is more effective on LinkedIn than sharing a YouTube link. So you want to make sure you actually have the video if you're going to post it to LinkedIn. Um, and going back to those suggested hashtags that are trending and relevant, LinkedIn will actually give you suggestions, like when you fill out the whole, the whole spiel. Um, but women in business, entrepreneur, female founder, those are all examples of like trending hashtags that you could use. Um, when you're using LinkedIn and you want to think of engaging and networking with your community, what you can do, LinkedIn has a really great feature, is search what people are talking about. And that I did quotes because that's what it is, what people are talking about. Um, and you can search trending topics. And that way you can really be seen as the professional or the expert in whatever, it, whatever that topic is in relation to your brand. So it really gives yourself a professional voice within your, your realm or your industry. Um, and then the age demographics, 25 to 34, mainly that use it, but obviously more people are, are on LinkedIn outside of that age range, right? So the best performing content, um, so SlideShare is, I want to say it's like PowerPoint to the max. <laughs> and if you guys have a chance uh, sometime this week, just take a look at it. It's it's a subset of LinkedIn, but it's a way for professionals to share knowledge in a visual way. And we actually posted a slide share today. So what you can do is create, they call them slide decks, AKA it's basically a PowerPoint, um, but it, it's a free media site to upload professional videos and slideshows. So um, you can, and we'll show you an example too of how we repurpose our content to share on that slide share and you can actually once you post a slide share it gives you the option to share it on your actual linkedin and again we posted that today on our linkedin if you want to take an example of that um, but industry editorials do really great so whatever you know whether it's beauty marketing um, fashion health wellness you want to share editorials that are relevant to what you're doing um, you and again posts, right, that are contextual within your business. Um, example, what no one tells you about becoming a leader, right, or seven essential tips for managers in the beauty business. Things that are going to set you apart as, like we said, that professional, that expert, that voice within your industry. All right, so up next is YouTube. So with YouTube, our goal is really to show them, right? You're going to connect with your followers through video content and really add more of a personality, more of a human behind your brand or really showcase visually what your brand or business is all about. So how, how do you use it? So you're going to use it to because, okay, because YouTube has over 1 billion with a B users, it's the largest video sharing site. Um, so you can use it to create really specific and targeted content for your audience and include, this is the key here, the title and the description and the tags are, are gold on YouTube as far as discoverability goes. Um, so you can create private videos to share with just 
exclusively with your members or an, or an exclusive community. Um, and you can also include a call to action in the description in that text portion itself, such as subscribe um, or check out the site and you can direct them with an actual, an actual hyperlink um, in the description. Um, you can also, yeah, like I said, use it to connect really anywhere you hang out. So if you want to want to direct them to your Instagram, if you want to direct them to a certain blog post, maybe you had mentioned it in the video, um, a landing page to capture emails. Um, that's, that is a great place for that in the description of YouTube, but you can also say in your video to be sure to check the description below for that free resource or whatever it is you're trying to direct them to. Um, so yeah, like I said, optimizing that title um, and the caption really will help you rank in the YouTube searches. So to do that, you're gonna really get in the head of your audience. What are they searching for? Because like Pinterest, YouTube is also a search engine. So think of Google, YouTube is another search engine. So how to blah, 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 how to use YouTube. What are YouTube best practices? You can look all this stuff up on YouTube and there are videos, right? Think, like I said, get in the mind of your audience and what they're looking for and how you can weave that into your title and into your caption. And that is another, another thing you can do on Pinterest as well. So a little extra tip there. So age demographics is really 15 to 35 year old, huge with video content. And the best performing content, so unboxings, if you're a blogger, really being able to show what your, you know, the hauls, the try on haul, um, or you maybe you want to make it educational um, by sharing more like behind the scenes of how to do something. You can make it entertainment with vlogs. Uh, there are just so many things, skits, series, drawings and cartoons. The creativity is endless on YouTube and it's it's a lot of fun. We've used it for 60 second clips where someone will ask us a question and we'll try to answer it in 60 seconds or less, as well as to share exclusive videos with our, our She Shines Academy members. View ideas there on how to use um, how to use YouTube. And next up we have podcast. Podcast, our newest Yay. baby Yay. launched in March of this year. Yay. So the goal of your podcast, obviously, is to entertain, right, and inform your community. Um, and it's a really great way to connect your message using audio content. It's truly bringing your brand's voice to life. And best practices, I mean, you know, we've said this for everything. You want to release those new episodes consistently. And that can, that can seem overwhelming when you're first starting a podcast, right, but consistently you can determine what that is to you and communicate that to your followers so they know you have an episode the first of every month or every other week, you know, as you're starting off. So don't, don't get overwhelmed. Pick what's consistent for you and, and stick with it. And like we said, you're, you're connecting your message using audio. That's, that's really just bringing your brand's voice to life. So people get to know you on all these other platforms. They read your emails and then they get to hear your voice and, and really really connect with you even more. And we have the age of the podcast, which is definitely growing. Um, even my mom is asking me what a podcast is. I'm like, girl, you don't, you can't handle that yet. <laughs> but we have 12 to 24, right? And, and 25 to 54 is the, the main groups on there um, listening to podcasts. And what is the best type of content to share on your podcast? And right, this is definitely going to vary based on the industry that you're in. But I think what we have here really works well for everyone, which is interviews, solo episodes, and hint, hint, like we did on our last webinar, we are going to share the audio <laughs> as a podcast episode. Um, so even if you're hosting an event, uh, maybe it's small and intimate, or if it's a larger event and you have the equipment to record your speech or things that are going on during the event, you can e even use the audio from that and then release that in a podcast episode. Up Next, we are going to show you guys how we use one piece of content on networking across nine different platforms, starting with our website. So here is a blog post on how to network online, send a DM without getting ghosted. 
And yeah, so we started with the blog post and then we were able to repurpose that content into a webinar, which some of you guys came to in April. And then from that webinar, we were able to reshare that information into an email list, as you can see here. And we just easily pop that into our Girl Talk newsletter, which goes out consistently every other week. Yes, and then we created a Pinterest-friendly graphic to drive uh, drive traffic back to that same blog post, which lives on our website. And with a Pinterest-friendly graphic, Canva is a really great resource on uh, that we use to create most of our graphics for Pinterest. Um, so there's a certain size that really captures the eye. Oh, Allison says you always have amazing graphics. Well, thank you. We can't take all the credit our girl Allie at Kiss Creative Co is our, our graphic design fairy godmother we call her <laughs> um, and then of course Instagram so this is actually where the post originated was this caption and we so we're kind of working out of order here but uh, we wanted to go with the flow of how we presented these platforms to you initially so this is where the post originated with this caption how to network online so we switched up the graphics and the wording and we compiled all of all of these networking tips then into a Facebook post so with a link back to the original blog post so you notice it's a different a different graphic and actually if you were to expand this uh, post you would actually see the a clickable link in in this post you can see on all these that we have a logo visible so if anyone reshares it's really easy to know it was a post from us and that's something that alex had touched on earlier Mm -hmm. And Liz girl, this one's for you. So Twitter, right? We took the same thing. I'm replying to myself here. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we took that same premise, right? The same caption of networking. And when you think Twitter, right? Like how can I quickly say the same thing, but in a way that's quick, maybe a little quippy, a little sassy. And this was just a way to talk about networking, right? Are you free from Marks and Tacos at Alves next Wednesday? How to network with your boss babe crush. And that was just taking a little clip from networking on being intentional when reaching out with others. So again, I'm going to, I'll just repeat that. The main part that we repurposed this tweet was be intentional when reaching out to others, suggest a place and time. And then from there, I added the Elvez and the tacos and the Margs and all that stuff. So just a little tip there on repurposing your content into, into a little tweet, Twitter tweets, as we like to call them. <laughs> and then from there, we turn the caption just into a little bit more in depth for the professional community. And you can see why I talked about that slide share before. Um, so bringing that net, past networking into actually collaborating and building a brand partnership. Um, and then we also, as you can see, have the slide share so people can click on that and then get information. And we presented everything really nice visually into separate slides. And then in 60 seconds, we took that same question and we turned it into a small YouTube video as part of our Rosé Rambling series. So super short and sweet. Um, and if you were on our last webinar, like Alex had mentioned earlier, we talked about networking and we stripped the audio and turned it into a podcast episode. Ta-da! That is how we transformed the same topic. Uh, one simple post, nine ways. And the really important thing that we want to mention here is to, you know, when you're planning the appropriate content across your platforms, you want to tailor it to suit each platform and distribute it out over time and respect the differences of each platform. Really, you know, speak the specific, speak to the specific type of person that hangs out on that platform, which is why we speak very differently on our Twitter than we do on our LinkedIn. <laughs> so yeah, we, it's, it's, a, it seems like a lot, but I'll tell you, we started with that Instagram post from the networking thing last year mm -hmm. and we have since transformed it into nine different ways and utilized it nine different ways so if you're the one creating your content it is yours honey you can use it however you want to and you don't have to use it all at once you can repurpose which is actually spoiler alert something we'll get into on in a future webinar um yes allison's talking about evergreen content and that is something she talks about on her pinterest course 
So going back to respecting the differences of each platform, you want to learn your audience a little bit and post to suit their schedule. So rather than, um, you know, blasting it out all on all at once, figure out when your audience is most online across each platform um, and then space it out across either several days or weeks or months, whatever workflow you're in to help you get the most out of your content. And chances are a lot of your audience follows you across multiple platforms. So you want to show it to them in different ways rather than all at once in the exact same way with the exact same language. So another thing you want to do, like I mentioned, is you know, speak to the unique language of each platform. So if your avatar on Twitter is sassy and sweet or sassy, excuse me, um, then be sassy on Twitter, maybe not so much on LinkedIn, maybe try to keep it a little professional <laughs> on LinkedIn. And also formatting of the post is huge. So like we said, short and sweet for Twitter, but really long for your blog post. Um, or using a direct link in your Facebook post that you can't use on your Instagram. So just some things to consider when you're formatting your content. So we'll cover tips like this in, in so much more uh, in our next webinar, which is all about repurposing content. And we're going to give you a solid action plan. So if you're sitting there like, hold the phone, this seems like way too much work. Have no fear, girl. We are here to keep things simple, sweetheart, like we said earlier. So up next is organizing and scheduling. Okay, with, with organizing and scheduling, we know that things can get a little squirrel brain, if I could speak now. Um, so if you don't have a system for organizing and scheduling your content and you're using all these platforms, things can get wild. So we found that creating a system to organize your content easily and allows it allows you to easily post and it allows us to handle other business tasks and easily repurpose everything and, and really streamline our voice across multiple platforms. So we're going to share a few of our favorite apps and tools and some other options that will allow you to organize your content across all these platforms. I muted myself again. <laughs> I was saying, like you said, we, we are like the queens of scroll brain. Like it's so easy to like, when you're using all these to be like, oh my God, like what's on LinkedIn? What's on Facebook today? What's on Instagram? Um, so these apps are gonna be super, super helpful. We hope you loved listening to this webinar and gleaned some key takeaways for your business or brand. And we are going to sum up three major points for you guys. Yes. The first is remember that kiss method, girl. Keep it simple, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Second, don't forget to look at your demographics and your insights. And lastly, use apps to help organize and keep you on track. So our next webinar is repurposing content like a queen. And this is going to help you ladies reduce that entrepreneur overwhelm, get you off the hamster wheel of create, 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 <laughs> and help you save not only time, but your energy so you can focus on building a true brand and business that shines. You do not want to miss it. Head on over to the show notes and hop on that wait list so you'll be the first to know when the webinar launches. We want to thank you so much for supporting us with your five-star review and by tuning in every single week here on the She Shines podcast. Until next time, keep shining, girlfriend. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.